Okay, we are here. We're ready to go. Oh yeah, New Hope Radio. Great to be with you today. Good topic. We're talking about facing the giants, certain giants in our lives. You know, they kind of pop up every once in a while. That giant called, I'm trapped, there's no way out. How about that giant pride? Oh, he's a sneaky one. Sometimes he's there, we don't even know it. Oh, we got one today, he's a big one. And we know when he, he's there. You know what he's called? It's called guilt. Oh yeah, the giant called guilt. We're going to take a look at that guy today. Let me ask you. Did you ever say that you were going to do a certain thing and then do the opposite? (laughs) Or did you ever say you were not going to do a certain thing and then you went and did it? Or perhaps in your carelessness, you caused harm to something or someone, you broke a vase, drove drunk, you posted something bad on social media about someone and then it was too late to take it back. Now when these things happen, this feeling comes over us. It's like standing in the shadow of a giant. Actually, yeah, it is a giant. That's why this series is so important, Facing Your Giant. So the giant we're going to take a look at today is the one called guilt. Now, don't be condemned if you ever have felt guilty. Because it happens to people, even people of faith. And we're going to take a look at a great man of faith today that he really experienced some guilt. Peter. Peter was a man of faith. And yet the giant called guilt, he came into his life. And how to defeat this giant may be very surprising to you. We're going to see that at the end. So let's set the scene. We're in Matthew chapter 26, verse 69. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him and said, You too are with Jesus the Galilean. I'm like, okay, wait. Why was Peter in this courtyard? Whose courtyard was it? Why did this servant girl confront him? Well, let's rewind a little bit. After their last Passover meal together, Jesus went out into the Garden of Gethsemane with the disciples, and they were going to pray. But right before they left the meal, here's what Jesus said. Tonight you will all fall away. They will smite the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. He also said that he would rise again, but I don't think they heard that part. We know they didn't remember it. Verse 33, Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Uh Uh-uh, not me. See, Peter singled himself out from the other disciples, actually making himself greater and more faithful than them. And then Jesus confronted the overconfidence of Peter. Oh yeah, he does that, you know. And Jesus said to him, Peter, truly I say to you that this very night, 
before a rooster crows. You'll deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Uh, all the disciples, they said the same thing too. Ain't that a kicker? So all the disciples said, Yeah, we're with you, Lord. Don't you worry. We're not going anywhere. And then they went out into the garden. So in the garden, Jesus is arrested and he's brought to the house of the high priest. And there we find Peter in the courtyard. That's where we pick it up. Matthew twenty six sixty nine. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him and said, You too were with Jesus, the Galilean. Now here comes Peter's opportunity to demonstrate his allegiance to Jesus. You know, even if I have to die with you. But wait, in verse 70, he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. See, Peter, like Samson, he lost his strength in the face of temptation. Samson was like that. He didn't handle temptation very well. And Peter, he kind of followed suit. Sometimes we fail, but then we learn from that failure, don't we? Failure is a good teacher. Don't condemn yourself for your failure, but learn from it, okay? Failure is your teacher. So verse 71, now Peter went out to the gateway, I guess the gate of the courtyard. There's another servant girl there. She sees him. And she said to the people that were around, Hey, that man right there, see that man? He was, he was with Jesus of Nazareth. Now listen, how cool is that? Here comes another opportunity for Peter to demonstrate his allegiance to Jesus. He's got a second chance at doing this. He failed the first time. Okay, Peter. You denied the Lord the first time. All right, we're going to let that one slide. You get another chance. Whoa, let's see what happened. Again, again he denied it oh, with an oath. And he said, I don't know the man. It's like he's swearing on the Bible. I don't know the man. Like, what? He did it again? He did it a second time. <clears throat> two little girls, two denials. Wow. How many here listening today have ever seen a baseball game? Probably many of you. How many of you have ever played baseball? Hopefully many of you. How many of you have ever struck out? Probably all of you. <laughs> it's part of the game. I know in my childhood career, when I played Little League, I had my share of strikeouts, oh yeah, but when I struck out, I couldn't wait to get back there next time and take another swing. I thought, you know what, you struck me out last time, buddy, I'm going to hit this one out of the park, I'm getting this one right, and I couldn't wait for the next opportunity to get up to bat so I could hit that ball. Well, Peter had another chance at the plate. Here we go again, verse 73. A little later now, okay, the bystanders came up and they said to Peter, 
Surely you too are one of them. For the way you talk gives you away. See, they, they heard Peter's Galilean accent. Said, oh yeah, we know this guy. He's from Galilee. That's where Jesus was. Oh, we he's one of his followers. Now Peter is probably thinking, okay, here I am. I already struck out twice. I'm back up at the plate. Bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Two strikes. This one is going over the fence. Verse 74. Then he began to curse and swear. I do not know the man. Peter struck out again. A hush fell over the crowd. The game was over. It's done. Peter sealed his fate. So he thought. And you know why he thought that? Because immediately a rooster crowed. Remember what Jesus said earlier? Truly I say to you, Peter, tonight, this very night, before a rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter, you are going to strike out. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Three pitches, you're out. And now, Peter, guilty as charged. The giant showed up in all of his ugliness, Peter was guilty. And Peter, remember the word which Jesus said before a rooster crows. You'll deny me three times. And Peter, he went out and he wept bitterly. You know, the word bitterly, it means violently. Oh, Peter was beside himself. He couldn't believe what he did. He was like going into convulsions, crying and weeping. What did I do? How could I do that? Luke added another element that Matthew omitted in Luke twenty-two sixty-one, where Luke added, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Oh, oh man, a dagger in the heart. That's why Peter went out. That's what got him out weeping. Because Peter wasn't far from Jesus. When all this was going on, they were all in the courtyard. And when that rooster crowed, Jesus looked over and he looked at Peter. And that's when Peter remembered what Jesus had told him. Before a rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. Oh, so now where do we find Peter? Peter is self-condemned Remember now, Jesus didn't condemn him, but Peter condemned himself. He is humiliated. Feeling like a worthless traitor. That's how he feels. Here's the guy that said, I'm better than these other disciples. I'll die with you, Lord. I'm not like these guys. These guys, yeah, maybe they're going to run. Not me, man. I will be right there with you. And Peter actually said he didn't even know him. Guilty as charged. And the giant, he's laughing. Oh, he's having a field day. Because that's what this giant does. Oh, this giant, you know, he got Peter right where he wants him. Isolated and alone. 
And see, that's what guilt does. When you and I experience feelings of guilt for what we did or didn't do, it seems like we run right toward isolation and aloneness. Now, that's no good. I know it's, we, we do it maybe for the same reason Peter did. We're ashamed. We're humiliated. Uh, we've condemned ourselves. We feel worthless. But man, when you get to that place, now you're in an even more vulnerable place. Because the lonely sheep is the one that gets attacked by the wolf. Doesn't, it, doesn't attack the flock. He attacks the one that's wandered away from the flock. So the giant's got Peter right where he wants him. And guilt will do that with us too. He'll do that with us. So because he, Peter went out, he left the crowd, he left all the people, he even left the side of Jesus. And he wept bitterly. And he wept, and he wept, and he wept. Now, Jesus always keeps his word. And at the Last Supper together, before all of these things transpired, before they went out into the garden, at the Last Supper, you know what Jesus said? He said, After I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Now see, that's the part, either they didn't hear it or they didn't remember it. See, sometimes when we hear bad news, we kind of shut down or check out right there. And we don't hear what follows. So when Jesus said, the sheep are going to be scattered and the shepherd will be smited, they probably checked out right at that point. Oh, no. And their ears shut down and they didn't hear but after three days I'm going to rise again I don't think any of them heard it and even the ladies that went to the tomb they didn't hear it you know why because they went to the tomb <laughs> they went to the tomb looking for the body of Jesus and it wasn't there so thankfully though Mark's account is the one that gives hope to the guilty Peter and you know the hope that goes to Peter for all of us oh yeah it's for you it's for me because this giant guilt he's no stranger to us oh he comes he's he's always ready to make his entrance doesn't he he watches our actions he waits for one slip up one little mistake boom he's there shows up never late <laughs> guilt right he's never late for the party he's always on time He's, he's always, he's like instantly there. So now here we are Sunday morning. And like I said, the ladies go to the tomb. They didn't remember it either. Jesus said, I'm going to rise again. They're like, uh, okay, no, but all we hear it is you're going to die. So they go to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. And when they got there, the big, big stone that blocked the entrance to the tomb, that thing was rolled away. Like, what? How'd that happen? Who moved it? Did somebody come at night and steal the body? Oh, it takes a couple of guys to move that rocks, maybe three. Who came and did that? Well, you know what? There was an angel there. Actually, there were two. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 6, the angel said to the ladies, 
Do not be amazed. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified? He's risen. He's not here. Look at the place where they laid him. Go peek inside. I don't know if they did or not. They probably stuck their head in the tomb like, <gasps> you're right. He's not here. And you know what the angel said? But go and tell his disciples. Now, that's good. That's good. Because you know what? All the disciples, man, they took off like little bunny rabbits. Oh, yeah. When they were in the garden and the high priest came with the royal guard to arrest Peter and there's Judas out front leading the pack, the disciples, whew, they were gone. They were like little bunny rabbits being chased by Elma Fudd. Gone. And Jesus comes back. The angel comes back and says, Listen, I want you to go into town and tell all the disciples. So, and that's good. Jesus is inviting them back. But then you know what the angel said? I love this. I'm going to read the whole thing. But go tell his disciples and Peter. Don't forget Peter. Don't forget to tell Peter that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee and there you will see him just as he told you. I'm like, look at the heart of Jesus. Sure, he invites all the disciples to meet him in Galilee, all those cowards that ran, but the one that denied him, he especially invited him. Go tell his disciples, but don't forget Peter. You know, Jesus could have said, go tell the disciples, but Peter, forget him. Forget Peter? He said he would, he would die with me, and he denied me. For, forget him. Let him go. But Jesus, he didn't do that. As a matter, he emphasized, don't forget to tell Peter. Why? Because Peter was guilty. Peter was guilty. He was overcome with guilt. The giant had him right where he wanted him. So I want us to see today, how do you defeat this giant called guilt? You know, you make a mistake, you slip up, you do something wrong, or you forget to do something right, whatever it is, and it's regrettable. And here he comes, giant walking in, now he's got you. How do you defeat that big, ugly giant? You know how? You don't. You don't. You can't defeat guilt. But Christ can. Oh, yeah. Only Jesus can defeat guilt. See, guilt isolates. Jesus calls. Right? Guilt isolated Peter. Jesus called Peter. Guilt isolates you and me. Jesus calls us back. Guilt condemns. You're unworthy. You're no good. How could you do that? You are a loser. 
Jesus forgives. He washes it away. Guilt says, you're out. Like you struck out. You're out. Jesus says, get back in the game. <laughs> he welcomes us back. Get back in the game. You know why? It's not over. It ain't over. Your failure didn't end the game. Get back up. Get back in there. You see, guilt is big. Oh, yeah. But Christ is bigger. Let's remember that. Guilt is big, but Christ is bigger. And guilt is only a giant to you and to me. But never to Jesus. He's no match. Are you kidding me? Guilt is no match for Jesus Christ. When he defeated Satan, he defeated guilt. So that means when we do fail, and we do, there's no denying it. Let's not play hyper-spiritual Christianity here. You know, there's some people think once they're saved, they never sin. You know what I say? God bless you. <clears throat> we do fail, and we do get guilty. But Jesus is bigger. When he defeated Satan, he defeated guilt. We don't have to walk around in guilt. Because, you see, Jesus came to forgive. Who needs forgiveness? Not the righteous, the guilty. <laughs> the guilty are the ones who need forgiveness. Zacchaeus, you lousy tax collector, you're forgiven. Hmm. He needed forgiveness. You see? The, those that are wrong are the ones that need to be forgiven. So when you and I are wrong, forgiveness is there. Christ comes along and tells the giant, move over. Because I paid for that. Forgiven, forgotten, and gone forever. Because the blood of Jesus takes care of me. Remember that song? I used to sing that song years ago. Beautiful song. Forgiven, forgotten, and gone forever. Because the blood of Jesus takes care of me. Let's remember, guilt is real. The giant is real. But you know what? Christ is real. And what Jesus did on the cross for us, that's real. That's real. And it means that that blood that he shed covered all of our sins. If your sins are covered, then it doesn't make sense to live in guilt because they're forgiven. They're gone. You know, if, if when someone forgives you for what you did, isn't the guilt instantly removed and you feel free? And when you forgive someone for what they did, their guilt is removed and they feel free. So when we know that Christ has forgiven us, the guilt is gone. Don't carry around that guilt. Don't walk around because you committed that. Oh no. I'm gonna let's 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 be very specific. Don't be guilty because you're divorced. Don't be guilty because you had an abortion. Don't be guilty because you went to jail. Don't be guilty. Because Christ paid for all those sins. Everyone. The Bible tells us he cast them from the east 
to the west. And you know, we don't know where the east begins and the west ends. So it's like you can't find them. If he cast them from the north to the south, we could find them because we know where north begins, the North Pole up there somewhere, and we know down the bottom at South Pole, we know that spot. But east and west, we don't know. I'm glad Jesus didn't say, I cast your sins as far as the north is from the south because we could go dig them up. But when he said, I cast them from the east to the west, they're like, where are they? I don't know. I'll never find them. They're gone. That's the power of the precious blood of Christ. And see, we have to believe that. We have to grab onto that. That if you're a Christian and you're living in guilt, I'll tell you what, that's a sin. That was forgiven too. But man, don't let it rob your life. Don't let it rob life from you. Forgiveness is to give you life. So don't walk around in guilt when the Lord says, listen, I want you to have life in spite of what you might have done or didn't do. I died that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, guilt and self-condemnation has no place in the Christian way of life. What did Paul say in Romans 8.1? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? It's gone. It's removed. Don't blaspheme the sacrifice of Jesus and live in guilt. Don't undo his sacrifice. Don't trample his blood by living in guilt. Receive the forgiveness because that's why he came. And that's why he died. And that's what he did. So we receive it. We say, thank you, Lord. And I'm going to live in forgiveness. You know why? Because you provided it for me. And I'm going to be obedient and forgive myself. Yeah. If God has forgiven you, forgive yourself. Who are you not to forgive you if God has? I'll tell you what, that's a good one. That's a good one. Have you joined the Hope Club yet? Come on now, what are you waiting for? We need each other. You can help keep us on the radio with three bucks a week. Cough it up. We'll send you a devotion. I love you Monday through Friday. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click giving, e-giving. Choose a fund, radio. Commit $3 a week. Fill out your info. Hit submit. You are in. You'll be on our email list, and I'll send you out that devotional every Monday through Friday. Thank you for coming along today. I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.